Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we have a rapper from Long Beach by the name of DW Flame. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. What's the deal? What's the deal? Feeling good. Yeah. It was crazy actually when I watched I was watching some videos of you like actually in your neighborhood and realizing that when I moved to Long Beach in like 2010 that I lived right around the corner from there. Yeah. Cause I lived like over uh, by like the Cherry Skate Park and shit, mm-hmm. and we lived on Tenth and Stanley. We had like a total fucking crackhead ass apartment at that time with like fucking twenty bike rider dudes living in there. So uh, right. that's what blew my mind when I went to Stupid Young's neighborhood. Yeah, I'm like, this is like two blocks from where I used to live. Yeah, I used to I used to live right on the other side of Stanley too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah most there. That's where you grew up your your whole probably life. Probably in your 2010. Early? While you was around the corner, I probably was around the corner. That's wild. Most when I went and did that vlog with him, I was like, wow, I really had no idea there was so much gangbanging shit in this <laughs> area at that time. The good thing about Long Beach is that if you really not involved in it, mm. we really ain't worried about you too much. Like we actually know who is who. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. So sometimes, you know, people get caught in the midst of bullshit, you feel me? On a bad day, but we really don't fuck with nobody who, you know, isn't a part of the shit like that. Mm, yeah, I remember actually because there's like a school right down the street from there that we used to always go ride at, and then they were telling me that like a little girl got killed in a shootout right by there, oh, yeah. and it was like this big fucking thing that like well, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, Long Beach just kind of it was like a, a, a atomic bomb went off when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even want to speak on that. Really? Mm-mm. Don't Damn. know what you're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I met Stupid Young, he told me that like from from the very beginning when we were talking about like different neighborhoods that they got along with it and everything he yeah. mentioned you guys right away most definitely okay most definitely. we we grew up with the asians and the samoans and the mexicans we grew up and it's just um the asians they kind of to me they black you feel me mm. because they get the same treatment we do you right. know um the mexicans too but it, i don't know i don't know why it's how it is, you feel me? Mm. It's just somebody wants to feel superior. Right. You know? And nobody's superior at the end of the day. They think, everybody think they are, but it. And, but then like an Asian dude in that world kind of has it totally different because they are going to be kind of like looked down upon by white people or whatever as if they're not white, but then also they're going to be looked at by most of the dudes who are in their culture if they're into all the street music and everything. They're going to be looked at by a lot of the black dudes as maybe not being on the same level that they're on. So you you, you kind of do get that vibe from some of the Asian gang dudes where, like, I remember one of them saying to me, like, yo, Adam, just so you know, like, 
we really on this gangbanging shit. Like we ain't like <laughs> we ain't like go to college. We ain't like you know people think that we're like nerds and shit. We ain't on none of that. We're gangbangers. I'm like I know. Don't yeah. I, I believe you, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's they had to prove themselves a little bit more than mm. for us to take them serious. You feel me? Mm. And in certain aspects, they did most definitely. Right, they is serious. I feel you. So, okay, talk to me about just your upbringing and what it was like coming up in Long Beach around the time that you did. Um, shit, I grew up um, less fortunate, you feel me? When everybody had on shit that was cool, I ain't have on none of that. When everybody, you know, I grew up on noodle, noodles and burritos, rats and roaches, you mm. feel me? And my mom, you know, she had multiple kids, and she did all she could for us, you feel me? And took in my cousins and shit like that. So, just growing up in my neighborhood, it was always shootings and shit. I seen a homie mom die right in front of me as a kid. Sure, you know shot. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right in front just of Just right there, you feel me? And they were aiming for her or they were aiming at nah, someone No, they else? was aiming for him. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that shit happened just every night is something happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, it's kind of unsafe to even be outside. Mm. But you can't just hold me in the house all day. You get what I'm saying? So, we outside. We grew up like that. And just watching the gang members, the ones with money, the ones who got nice cars, the ones with the girls, mm. we think that's the way. You feel me? And it's really not the way. Mm. It's not that cool. You feel me? For the people who coming up right now, joining this shit, it's not cool. You got to be ready to lose your life. You got to be ready to lose your family. Mm. Everything you love, you feel me? That's for That's for all these kids, especially the people who... 20 and up just joining right now. Mm. The rappers who just rapping and want to bang some shit. Like, you got to really know what the fuck you doing. Right. Especially when it's serious. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're a young kid, though, it's like you want to fit in and you want to be protected. You yeah. want to feel like you're a part of something. But yeah. you, it's, it's almost impossible to explain to a young kid that they might just be better off being a nerd mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like it's dope like i know i know kids i know people who don't game bang at all mm -hmm. who are tougher than some of the members for sure right you know and i if i had the the choice i would be i would have just been a cool fly dude you feel me mm. who just don't take no shit a lot of people who join gangs, let's be real, a good reason to join a gang, and I'm not saying a lot of people in gangs are like this, but a good reason to join a gang is because you're kind of a pussy, and mm -hmm. that's going to sort of protect you. That's, like, clearly the motivation. I remember there was a dude who I always looked up to growing up who was, like, in a band in the area I grew up, and I always viewed this dude as being, like, one of, basically, like, a gangster in the area that we grew up in, like, right. one of the toughest dudes. And I remember I actually went to his crib one day, like, many, many years later, like, 20 years later, and I see he's watching UFC. And he actually said to me, he's like, I could never do this shit. And I'm like, for real? I always thought you were like the toughest dude ever. He's like, nah. He's like, I was a pussy. Why do you think I always had so many weapons on me? He's like, just straight up with me. He's like, I was a pussy. That's why we always had guns and knives and shit. It's because we, we, I wasn't like a fighter. I'm like, damn. Like, I had it all wrong as a kid. Yeah. That's what, like, for me, it was just around me. Mm. You know? I didn't see nothing more than that. I play sports and shit, but who cares? Because you're a big-ass dude. They probably were trying to get you into sports from a young age, I'm right? No, I was small. Oh, you were? I ain't okay. grow to after 12th grade. That's fucked up, too, because I never got the position I want on any team. Wow, that's but interesting. But I was good. But, but yeah, I started gangbanging and shit like that. I mean, I, I was singing and dancing when, since I was 12. I was in a group. Really? You know what I'm saying? But then I got caught up in a lifestyle, and I'm like, fuck all that shit. Mm. 
So I took this shit serious, you know, and almost lost my life to it yeah. multiple times and then end up facing life. You did, did you come up during the jerking era? Do you experience all <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Yeah. Long Beach, we was the ones you see with the skinny jeans on yeah. with a big-ass gun right. for sure. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah, we – one thing about us in Long Beach, we like more of the – the the fun the fun game bangers like we have fun this shit is serious mm. but we ain't mad all day you right. know what I'm saying we ain't on no fuck I'm gonna be mad for mm. you know all when you putting on the extras all day that's kind of not you you forcing it bro right you it's kind of hard to be that mad when you live by the beach yeah I'm I'm not mad at all bro <laughs> <laughs> I have I have fun I love to live my life I love my kids bro mm. you know what I'm saying now I'm way more smarter at first I didn't give a fuck about nothing right I took a lot of losses people you know family members just losses period not having I didn't give a fuck I was ready to risk it all for some shit that don't really give a fuck about me you mm. feel me Definitely. And right now to this day, I still care about my family and everything. But I'm not to be played with. Right. For it's, sure. And it's fucked up because this shit can go out the window if if I'm ever played with. I feel you. You feel me? Um, I wanted to ask this, though. Like, Long Beach, hip-hop-wise, has kind of, like, an interesting history where they're kind of, like, left out of, like, the L.A. hip-hop story to a certain extent, and then Snoop comes out. All of a sudden, it's, like, the biggest fucking rapper in the world is a Long Beach rapper. Right. And then it kind of, like, there's, like, a long period after that where you do have people popping off out of Long Beach, but not necessarily, like, really big rappers. So, so when you were young and stuff, did you perceive it as, oh, this is a place where big rappers can come out of or did you see yourself as being like a real underdog because Long Beach is like it's for people out there it's like yes it is like 20 miles away from LA but it also feels like a totally different fucking world yeah it is kind of it is kind of but like we still have the same culture you mm-hmm. know when I go to when I when I go to jail with people like from LA and shit like that we you know mesh Differently, I mean, you know, perfectly. Mm. You feel me? So it's not too much different. But when I grew up watching Snoop and shit like that, and watching, you know, the East Siders and mm-hmm. shit like that, it let me know it was an opportunity. Mm. You know, so once I seen that somebody can make it, the door open. You feel me? So I never seen it like I'm the underdog. I'm I'm the underdog regardless coming from the position I was from. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm just digging my way up, and ain't I'm leaving no choice mm. to where they gotta let me in. Definitely. So, when did you did you ever uh, officially become a gang member, or was this the kind of thing where you just <laughs> always around it? Nah, I'm definitely I'm born in and sworn in. Okay, you feel me? So you got jumped in at one point? Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. How long? What? Twenty three seconds, three rounds. That's it. Oh, so twenty three seconds times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how was it the kind of thing where you were left with injuries, or was it just sort of a I mean formal? Introduction? I mean, depending on what type of dudes you are, and what type of dudes are put on you. you mm. feel me? But I'm 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 like that because I feel like tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like sometimes they go easy on you because they fuck with you, and I feel like sometimes they go really hard on you because you got to prove yourself. Yeah, I mean sometimes, but you can't really go easy. We mm. can tell. Go again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nah, fuck that. You go in there with him. Mm. You feel me? So, yeah, but no, I I went in there. I did what I'm supposed to do. Right. Did you, 
would you say that you were initiated into it by like an OG or was it more like that was just the, the younger nah, generation? Young. Let me, the thing about me and my crowd, we, our OGs was gone at one point in time. Mm. So that's what led us to kind of be rebellious a little bit. You feel me? We didn't, I didn't have nobody really showing me nothing at all. Excuse me. I had nobody showing me nothing. I learned all that shit by myself. Really? And then I taught my youth up under me. But then I learned how to move a little smarter than everybody else just by experience. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that shit. Uh, what's that again? <laughs> I, was just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think like that you kind of, you had to figure things out from a street perspective for yourself. You didn't yeah. really have role models in that shit. Or did, no. did you start to get some at a certain point and be like, oh, okay, like, I see these dudes getting money like this, or this is like their form of being in the streets as opposed to what I'm doing. Nah, my my mind is out of space compared to people in the hood where I'm from. Okay. I don't, gangbanging is not uh, the thing for me. I always seem past that, you know, but I want to be the best at whatever I do. So if I gangbang, I want to be one of the top elite. You know what I'm saying? But... I've always seen myself as being a, a superstar, a mogul. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Way past that, you know. So, like, my mind is like when, when the world is about to end, and it costs a million dollars a seat to get up out of here. Right. I'm trying to make sure that I got a hundred million to mm. get whoever I need to get out of here. You get what I'm saying? But that's interesting because, I mean, you, you clearly like are setting your sights higher and you have a lot that you want to accomplish. But, you know, when you're young and like growing up in an area and you ain't got shit, it's like for a lot of people, it's hard to even imagine getting out of that area or, or getting any money at all. Like how did you start to like get into the mind frame of like, oh, I'm going to actually do something with myself? Man, I was fucking up and fucking up. Um. Nobody taught me how to hustle or nothing. Like, so I was broke for a long time, dog. And I start, I start robbing. Like, that was me. You, you feel me? That's me. I'm thirsty. And I don't, I'm, a, I'm a good dude at the end of the day. So I don't even like doing it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to do it to, do, to get where I need to get. So after I bumped my head multiple times and I ended up in jail, this, I, I went to the feds. I'm like, fuck no. What'd you get caught up with that you got sent to the feds? When I, it was with guns with the feds. Okay. But they had came and got me because I just had beat a life case. And well, then, what was that one over? Maybe we should go in order about all these things that you somehow survived in, the, in <laughs> terms of court stuff. But yeah, nah, it's just some shit. <laughs> I, just, I just got into some shit that it was at a time where I didn't give a fuck. You mm -hmm. feel me? I lost my sister. Um, I lost my bro. And it was like back to back. I carried like three caskets in one week. You feel me? Wow. And my shit, when I lost my sister, I wasn't really there. Mm. You know, I ain't give a fuck. So I ended up facing life with my bro T. Meach. And I was sitting in that motherfucker like, nah, because I just had my son. Uh -huh. I'm like, nah, this ain't it. What was the charge? Uh, shooting. Okay. Um, shooting in an inhabited dwelling. And how did, okay, so can you talk at all about what happened with your sister? Because I heard in one song saying that you uh, you hadn't told anybody this, but you felt like you might be the reason she got shot. Yeah. It ain't, not necessarily like I'm the reason, but 
I feel like I just I'm just saying it's like karma for me mm. because of all the shit I've been doing. Right. You feel me? And you know when you go through shit like that, closes deaths like that, you don't know how to take it. I still don't know how to take it. Right. I'm still I'm still fired up. You feel me? And see, it's fucking me up right now just talking to you about it. I mean, it's hard to wrap your head around just like the cruelty of the idea of somebody, you know, living all those years, like all that love that you put into a, a, a child and like the parents and the time and energy and all those experiences they have and then to have all that just cut short over some bullshit realistically. Yeah. Over nothing. Just being in the way. Yeah. You feel me? And that's like, you know, um, I know that revenge doesn't, it's not going to do much. Mm. You feel me? But I still have my reasons. I still, I still don't like the fact that a person who did that is still didn't get the same consequences. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm I'm a good person. You feel me? But I got shit that I stand on. You know? Right. I mean, that's a tough decision. When you have yeah. something like that that takes over your whole fucking brain, mm-hmm. and it's like you have basically two options, which is just crash out or just try to ignore it. I don't know about later on in life. But right now, I still ain't let it go. Mm. Don't plan on letting it go. Don't care how long it is. You feel me? Right. And was it, did you have like a specific person or specific people that you assumed were the problem? Or was it kind of a mystery to you? No, no, no. It's a mystery to me. Gotcha. But so then you end up getting into the situation and then you get in the Fed, or you end up catching this Fed case? Yeah, they came and got me. And so then how many years you end up doing? I ended up doing like two years in the Feds. Okay. So I was, I was, they came and got me from the county, and then I went to the Feds for two years. But the Feds, it was just a whole different ballgame. It stripped me from everything, really? you know? My family, your girl. When you go to the Feds, get, rid, get ready to get rid of all that shit. In what way is that different than regular prison? Oh, it's like more closed in. You more alone, it's more distant. When you fighting a case in the feds, you get no visits. You feel me? No, none of that. So no matter how much your girl love you, <laughs> if you fighting a case for about, you know, two to five years, she ain't got she can't get at least contact with you. Right. Talk to you like face to face, that that shit is she starts to forget. They the kids start to forget. Right. How it even feels with you around. Wow. You feel me? Why is it so much stricter in the feds that they won't let you be visited by anyone? They the feds. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So so you were waiting to face trial that whole time or you faced yeah. trial and I then didn't you know did two nothing years? The whole time. I didn't know when I was going to court. I didn't know when I was getting out. They have like fake court dates set up just to get pushed back. Uh-huh. So I didn't go to court all the way to the end. Right. All the way till two years up. Two years of this being a total mystery where you're thinking, I could be in here, I could be out tomorrow, or I could be in here for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But something in my soul told me at the last month or two, like, write. Get to writing, whoopie whoop. And then I ended up writing a judge a letter because you get the writer and, you know, plead your case. Mm-hmm. So I wrote her, and then when I went up in there, you know, the judge down there teared up when she let me talk. Really? Yeah, and she broke it all the way down. I was supposed to be doing like five years right now. What kind of stuff were you saying that affected her so much? I was just telling her the reasons why I should be out here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, 
Yeah, basically the reason I should be out here and what I'm really working towards and what I've been through. You feel me? Right. And she was like, you know, she told me that um I got the a potential to be somebody great. So she gonna give me this opportunity. Definitely. That's amazing. Um, did you so while you were locked up, is it when you're locked up in the feds, is it like do you even have interaction with other people that much or are you very, very isolated? Yeah, like in terms yeah. of other prisoners. Yeah, fuck yeah. You it's you in there with Probably maybe 200 people in one dorm. You see these motherfuckers every day. Tired of these motherfuckers. Right. I swear. Like, bro, I used to be in there. I finally started reading books. Force myself. You feel me? Because I'm tired of this shit. I'm like, and they in there bragging about shit. Like, it's cool. Man, I'm like, these niggas can't have this. Right. It's not me. I'm... I like I like women. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? I'm I'm a fly nigga. I need to be outside. Right. I love my kids. They can have this. Is it in the federal prison? Is it the same as regular prison where there's all this gang shit and yeah. racial shit or what? What's the culture like in there? In the feds, you have they have more of indictments and shit. So you'll run into somebody's whole gang in there. Wow. You'll run into the whole cartel like certain people that's linked in. And they're all in there together. They don't try to split they, them up or nothing. They all in there together. Wow. And they watch you. They watch you. So they want to see how you moving. Uh -huh. They want to see who is who. You know, they can tell by how they move around you. Right. You know? So, yeah, that shit is it's deep. And they, they really want to take your whole life from you. Right. Like, you don't have to really do shit. They want to take it from you, though. Right. Did you feel like you were kind of on your own in there, or was there people that you sort of gravitated towards being around? Because you got caught up on your own shit. It's not like you got caught up with 10 of your homies, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I was on my own, but like I, like I said, I blend. You know, I'm I'm a real crit. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So no matter where they from, it's going to – it attracts like that, you know? So this group be, became my group. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then eventually the blacks on that floor became my group. But how do you even sort of like make friends in that environment where I feel like being willing to be violent and being willing to not fuck with anybody and not give a shit is kind of like your primary uh, way of like getting respect in there. How do you actually like put out that branch to like be cool with different groups of people like going into that environment where everything is so cutthroat and if you show any weakness you're just fucked um i mean if like when i go when you go in there if you go in there as yourself mm. not trying to be extra out you're not gonna get that type of attention off top you know what i'm saying mm. it might be people that test you but when we come in we like okay yeah i'm you introduce yourself to everybody and it's just just how you make friends on the outside. Like, mm. it's just natural. Okay. Like, you know, I know if if I'm a gangster, I know he a gangster. I can mm. tell by his get down. You know what I'm saying? If he's a bitch, he a bitch. Like, we know it. Like, he let people talk to him any kind of way. Mm. You know, letting people grab his shit. We know, we know what type of people to treat a certain type of way. I mean, me personally, I'm not I'm not a bully. I fight I fight the bullies. Mm. But yeah. Did you ever, uh, did you have to fight in there? Like, did it come to <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, sometimes you irritated. Mm. You in there every day, bro, eating this bullshit. People acting hard. I'm next on the phone and shit like that. Mm, I'm next. I don't <laughs> know who the, the fuck you talking to. 
you know, but I'm not one of them. Right. So And you uh, weren't rapping yet at this time. You had, yeah, I was rapping. Oh, you were? So you had yeah. some videos out? Yeah, you had yeah, a little oh, buzz yeah, going? Yeah, people know who I am when they walk in. Oh, okay. The, the officers know. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? So are they fucking with you and, like, you know, trying to mess with you because they know that you've got something going on? Some officers be like, fuck this guy. Who the fuck is? And some officers like, man, okay, you know, give me a little leeway. Because they see you as basically, like, advertising the shit that, from their perspective, is getting all these people locked up, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're you're the billboard for the the... The, the illness in society that has all these guys getting locked up, right? I yeah. feel like some of them got to think about it like that. Some of them do. The ones that arrest you do. You mm-hmm. feel me? The ones that's in jail, it's kind of regular people still. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And they really in jail too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Most of the they, day, they yeah. end up, some of them really are intrigued by the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they know who you are. If They, they respect you too. Certain ones. And certain ones be, since I'm big, they want to try to flex their power mm-hmm. on me. Right. You feel me? Because they know that if it was a street Most situation, it Most wouldn't be the same. <laughs> um, okay, so you get out of there and, like, you just come home with a whole new lease on life? Like, how did you feel coming home? I came home. No, when I, because I had went to jail, and that's when me, Savi Third, right before I went to jail, me, Savi Third was hot in Long Beach. You know, he is fire. I was when yeah. I was watching you guys the shit today. I was like, man, he is dope, man. Yeah, he dope. That's my little bro. Yeah, it was me, Savi Third. We we had the city on lock, back to back, boom. Then I used to do the shows with a lot of people. When I went to jail, I seen these niggas getting on. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm that's supposed to hurt, be right, right there too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, and I don't know when I'm coming home. I'm like, that's crazy. That's got to be crazy watching people that you knew who weren't shit, and all of a sudden they're popping. And yeah. It's like, damn, I'm on fucking hold over here. Yeah, and I know, and I know if I'm, you know, if I'm out, that I'm gonna be right there. You feel me? So this time I'm like, fuck that. I'm coming out hot. I'm coming out. I'm coming out running. You feel me? So that's what I did. I came out and I did that little freestyle, and I should just um, took my social my social network to like thousands a day just going up like really? I'm really watching the numbers just you feel me I'm like that's crazy I know what I need to do definitely and I see that I'm good with the social media you feel me I'm good with the people so I'm doing everything that other, every other rapper not doing mm. the shit that they uncomfortable with saying I'm not uncomfortable cause I'm I'm confident in myself right you feel me but do you like the, I keep having this conversation on here, but it's kind of like a difference between NorCal rappers and LA rappers. Is that the NorCal rappers like live out their beefs in their raps, like just tell you who they got problems with and all this shit about different dead people, and all this kind of shit. And I feel like LA rappers don't really do that nearly mm-hmm. as much. But are you a little bit more willing to put your whole story out there? I mean, yeah, but you you can't put the whole story out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like at the same, that'd be telling on myself too. Mm. You feel me? And more so, like in L.A. or Long Beach, you, if I got the same shit about the opposite side exactly, you would have to worry about everything. You mm. feel me? Every day. We don't live far. We don't live. We right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You going to die. <laughs> right. Period. Like, so if you don't move, you're going to die. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, and me personally, I don't even have just all out beef with everybody. Because damn near my cousins from everywhere. Mm. 
You feel me? But I have personal issues. When I see them, they know what time it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't get to dissing and doing all that because that's not even me. Right. You feel me? But it's, you know, it's still fucked the other side. Certain people, like, kind of get to the point. Like, I always say to AD, and I always look at how he moves and how he's, like, very friendly and he's, like, able to, like, yes, he comes from a, a gang background and everything, but he's kind of gotten to the point where people like him enough that he's able to kind of be able to go all over and people, he just doesn't really run into that kind of stuff. Like, mm. I feel like that's, like, once you achieve a certain level of success, that's kind of like an option for mm. certain people. But when you're lesser known, it's, like, much, much more complicated. Yeah, I mean... I've been, everybody know, they know what's up, but it's like, I'm, I'm really, I still press that line. Mm. So you gonna have the enemies, like, they just don't like you. Mm. Just don't. I'm for sure motherfuckers don't like me. Right. You know, and I'm the one like, I'm a cool, I'm cool. I'm cool as a motherfucker, you know? But if that's what you own, I'm on it, you know? And then some people just want to, since they see my background, they see who I am, or they see how certain people hold me up, they want to break it down. Mm. Like, oh, he a bitch, he a woo. Make up stories, shit that can never be proven in real life. You right. Me? You have that problem? Nah, rarely. Mm. Rarely. But when you, somebody, they're going to talk about you regardless. Right. And it's weird because, like, for you, the more that you're friendly and, and you let shit slide or you just try to be like Mr. Nice Guy is, is probably good for your likelihood of staying out of prison mm -hmm. but it's also like you know it's like if you give a little too much then people are going to start judging you as, as not really being the real deal or some shit. I don't shit. give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. There's no way they can make me feel like I'm not. Mm. They don't know what the fuck I've been through. When, mm -hmm. when I asked AD about you, that was what he said. He's just like, he's a, he's a real one. Super real crip. AD seen, AD seen me in action before. Really? <laughs> you caught fade in front of him or nah, something? Nah, I mean, I was say what I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I was, man, I was, I'm glad I'm not there no more. Really? Yes, sir. Damn, I want to hear that, that story off air. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I was in the field for real. I was in the field for real. I had to. I had to remember, like, okay, you you about to start rapping for real. Mm. You can't be doing this shit out here because I could be fucking people up to where they're traumatized for life. Mm. And I forget what I even did. I could be somewhere minding my motherfucking business, like living now with my kids out eating and a certain person see me and been waiting on me, been dreaming about me. You feel right. me? So I've been, for the most part, I mean, I give out good energy. Right. That's my thing. Like, you feel me? I go off energy. I give off good energy, but I'm always on my shit. Because picture, picture, like, just hypothetical situation. Like, you break somebody's jaw. I mean, you, you just walk the fuck away. Maybe your hand's a little sore. It ain't really nothing. But to that person, that could be, like, the worst experience. They got to go to the hospital. They got to do all this shit. And then they could just be living their life just dreaming about catching you. You, you could have ruined their career. Like, everybody probably thought they was something. Yeah. And now they think he, like, oh, you used this and that. Yeah. And well, especially with rappers. When you see a rapper take an what? L, a lot of times the, the, the business it's like grand jaw. opening, grand closing. This business is done. You break my jaw. I'm, I'm thinking about you. Mm. I'm super thinking about I can't sleep. Mm. I can't sleep. I need that. I need that. Something bad got to happen. And that's just 
that's just the way it is. I ain't even got a gangbang to feel like that. Right. That's how I feel as a human. I hear you. So, okay, let's just rewind a little bit. When did you actually start rapping and, and start putting out videos? And how did you kind of figure out that game and that you could actually do this? Um, Like when I was probably like 15, 16, I was putting out shit. So Long Beach being new. Mm. You feel me? But right now when I got out this time, I was like, everybody good. All these rappers is good, you know, in their own way. What's going to separate me? Mm. I'm like, let me be the most consistent and give good quality mm. and actually be good. You know what I'm saying? So I start dropping, me and my cameraman, Travis Macedo, start dropping damn near every week, you mm. know? And I don't see nobody else dropping like that. And it's good. And then my fan base is just going up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's what they want. So when I call, be ready, be ready, be ready. I'm I'm sometimes I was so unorganized, but something gonna happen right here. You right. feel me? But then I start taking my videos from street videos to actually making them videos with a storyline and shit like that, separating myself from them rappers that just got a thousand niggas in the street, <laughs> you feel me, in the alley. Dude, I've been doing that since forever. But it's crazy because there's a big extent to which people want to see that shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I they keep want... that mixed in. I keep it mixed in. You feel yeah. me? I keep it mixed in, but I have options now. Yeah. Like, I used to do that because I didn't have nowhere to go. Mm. You feel me? Now I got options. Now I'm getting a little creative. You feel me? Definitely. And people, I'm finna fuck people up because they think I'm just a gangbanging rapper mm. when I'm really an artist. You feel me? That's what's up. Yeah. When did, when did Trey D take interest? Where did that come from? For a lot of people who don't know, Trey D, I interviewed back back in the day. He's, he was part of the East Siders and shit, and he's Long Beach legend. At what point did he uh, say, hey, you got some talent? Um, in 2017, um, the homie Big Fave showed Trey D my shit, and Trey D and his wife, Cognac, was like, you know, oh, yeah, this nigga dope. Mm. And we started working since then, but... That's when I was still in that bag, you feel me? That's when I was still taking losses real, real hard. Mm. You feel me? I was out of, I was out of my body. Right. You feel me? You trying to rap, right I couldn't. I go to the studio like once a week or something. But did Trey D see that? Because I'm sure he knows. It wasn't that nobody can do is. though. It wasn't nothing nobody can do. Right. That's some real shit I was going through. But now I'm. Now they see me grow. You feel me? Right. Now I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna take over the West Coast. Mm. That's what's up. I have no doubt in my mind. That's what's gonna happen. That's hard. What uh, what did Trey D teach you, or how did he kind of support you trying to take your career to the next level? I mean, they always they've been behind me, pushing me. You know, um, you know, basically giving me they they blueprint of what they went through. You know, so I don't make the same certain mistakes. Or, or just so I can be a little more elite than the next. You feel me? Right. And I, I couldn't really listen to what they were saying at certain times. Mm. You feel me? Because I, I had to bump my. I'm one of them people that got to bump their head. Right. You know, for me to actually know. So I'm just. I just thank God that I didn't bump my head to the point there was no coming back. Right. You feel me? But yeah, they just. You know, um, they offered a helping hand. You feel me? So I'm taking that, and then I'm right now I'm just taking it to the – I took what they taught me. I took what multiple people taught me, my brother, and 
taking it to the fullest extent. Yeah. It's beyond that. Definitely. But, but like, how does Trey D give you advice about like being in the streets and shit? Because he, he's very well known in in that world, but he's definitely seen the the downsides of, of being in the streets and shit. And like, how does he advise you? Because on one hand. I think a lot of your fans probably really want to hear that kind of content from you, but then at the same time, obviously that kind of content is gonna hold you back to a certain extent. One second, Trady, like uh, D Dub, cuz <laughs> D Dub, cuz you don't need to be out there worried about that bullshit, cuz. The next second, he like, <laughs> that's who we are though, cuz. <laughs> he like, that's who we are, cuz. Fuck them niggas, cuz. If that's how we gotta move, that's how we gonna move. A lot of older gangbangers, <laughs> depending on what side of the bed they woke up on, you could get either of those types yeah. of advice from them for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's how he is, you feel me? <laughs> and he know, and the shit, that's kinda, you know. That's how I am. You feel me? One moment I'm like, man, fuck them niggas. I ain't worried about that nigga. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel like I gotta let niggas know. You know, and that's just me. That's me wanting to, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm not I I know I know not to let shit get to me. And I know how far to take it with niggas, cause especially with no rapper niggas or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna play with these niggas when I know they they don't know what they getting themselves into by fucking with us. Right. You feel me? Like, I'm I'm getting myself into some bullshit. I'm going to end up going to jail. I'm going to be the one sitting there getting towed on. Mm. You feel me? This shit for real over here on my side. Right. I'm not, I'm not no, I'm not no industry rapper. I'm, I'm barely a rapper. You feel me? That's how you feel? <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a rapper. Look, but I'm rapping to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I'm, I know, I can tell you right now, I'm nothing like nobody else in the game right now. Really? Nothing like them. You just feel like you came up differently and been through I more like shit. I took it differently. Mm. I didn't. I can't say I've been through more than somebody. I don't know them. You feel me? But I see a lot of their actions and I see a lot of shit that they go through. My people would never go through. You mm. feel me? We take this shit serious. I take it serious. So I'm not gonna let nobody play with me. I hope nobody don't. You feel me? And just like the certain situations that's going on right now in the industry. You know, even with the shit as simple as Lil Durk and the Quando situation. Mm. Like, you know, I can't I don't I can't say how shit's supposed to go, but I can tell you how it wouldn't go over here. Right. You feel me? Well, I mean that shit is crazy because obviously everybody likes Lil Durk's music more than Quando Rondo's. Yeah. But when you look at how that Tim guy acted in that situation, yeah, what the like, fuck he's supposed to do. He did exactly what any rapper who has guys with guns around him wants them to do. Yeah. And Lil Durk understand that. Oh yeah. He know. You feel me? And that but the thing is, that shit I can tell you that that shit eating him up mm. to even see these niggas outside still. Right. Ain't he out of jail? Mm-hmm. You out of jail? My nigga gone? Yeah. Please. Please. I'm I'm my music kind of went on hold for a minute. Right. <laughs> my music, I'm like, I'm, I don't even want to speak into details what I would do. But that's the, the question for a lot of people who end up in that situation. Like, the, he's there in, or like, you know, all the dudes are on that side are in the exact same situation that you're talking about that you were in with your sister, mm-hmm. where you, you feel like a fucking monster. Like, you, yeah. you only know hate and rage in that yeah. moment. For them, it's like, it's really a question, like, because, 
if you're going to go and try to shoot at one of them dudes, like, you're going to have to really be on some crazy-ass stalking them, waiting. Like, that's that's a lot to bite off for now anybody. they ready right now. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. They ready right now. They, they know, know what, that people want them dead right now, yeah, for yeah, sure. But, but when shit happened like that, you're supposed to hear right back. Mm. Right now. You right. feel me? Now, it's, now that you done let motherfuckers get ready. Mm. You feel me? But you probably never had beef with anybody who was that ready. Yeah. Who, me? I mean, I'm we, saying... We stay ready. The ops stay ready. ready. I'm sure the ops stay ready, but, like, these are dudes who have a lot of money, and they can afford real security, and it's they're signed to oh, major you're like labels. That type of, you're saying, like, that type of ready, where... Like it's a Ford outside. I'm saying even if there's a million dudes in Chicago who want to kill someone over that King Von situation, mm-hmm. it's a lot to bite off when you're talking about an actual recording artist who moves intelligently, which I'm not saying that Quando Rondo is moving intelligently all the time, but mm-hmm. you could assume that he could probably afford to, to can, move in a certain can. way. Yeah, he can, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying that's why I said exactly when it happened or mm-hmm. like right when shit happened, you're supposed to get on top of it because, you know, it took them, it took niggas a couple of days to be like, come on, we need to make sure this and this and that. You feel mm-hmm. me? But ain't nobody untouchable. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You feel me? And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not because it's hard to be in a little dark position, though. Me going up in my career right now and people in my ear telling me to keep doing the right thing. You feel me? Because I could throw my shit away. Mm. And then we both lost. Yeah. But what the fuck? What, what you going to stand on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Am I going to keep rapping like this, though? You feel me? Mm. Am I going to keep rapping this gangster shit, though, like that? Who give a fuck what people think, but it's what I said. Mm. You feel me? I wish somebody would. Yeah. And I'm dead ass. When they can play with me, the rap shit go out the window. And I <laughs> I pray to God, just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. No, definitely. You don't want to end up in that position. No, nah, man. And I, I like Lil Dirk. And I just, like, barely start paying attention to Kondo. I like Kondo, too. Mm. Like, you feel me? I like Kondo for the simple fact that he's banging crap. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just appreciate all the Crips all over the world, I even mean, if you don't know anything else about Hey, all the Crips in the industry tap the fuck in. It's yeah. that time right now. We're taking <laughs> back over, cuz. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's just crazy, too. Just the fact that, you know, obviously Young Boys wrapped up in all this shit. And then young boy catches this case, and it's like, oh, he might be gone for five, ten years. Mm-hmm. That's just wow. When that that's happens, some bullshit. right that's in the middle of all that, yeah. yeah, that's some bullshit. And I can, I can tell you slightly to put like how he fit that he feel dumb as a motherfucker. No matter how crazy you thought you was going outside, bro, that shit bring you back to your regular human. Mm-hmm. When you're in jail, you get sense and all that. You like, oh hell no. Nah. And but we keep seeing some of our favorite rappers do that shit over and over, like Kodak and, yeah. and Young Boy, where it's like it's so obvious that you 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 can make ten million dollars this year. You need to stay the fuck away from that street shit. And when you actually look at how Young Boy got caught up, it's like oh you were you were on probation and you were handling all these firearms, and they ended up getting the fucking memory card from the cameraman, and they seen you holding all these guns. Boom, you're gonna go to prison maybe for ten years over the fact that you couldn't resist the urge to be flexing with guns in music videos instead of just being like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to get security and I'm never going to touch a gun for the rest of my life. Constructive possession, I think that's what that's called. Mm. Constructive possession. I did. That's what they do in the feds. But yeah, that's 
dumb as fuck. That's how much people love the street shit, is that even once they made it, they can't <laughs> leave that shit alone. That's dumb as fuck. I would say that. I mean, I can tell you, I'm dumb too. Mm. Not that dumb, though. Right. You feel me? I'm um, not that dumb. So, if that's all, like, when you got it already... When you got it, what the fuck are you doing? The people, what the fuck are the people around young boy doing? Right. I feel like he's just like unstoppable. If there's somebody who wants to stop him, he's just gonna be like, no, like yeah. it's not happening. Like you're just, you can't stop me from doing what I want to do. And it's such a big difference between where you're at and where he's at too, though, because he just so like you have to protect yourself. Like if you got caught up on on certain things, I would understand that you are in a position as a person who's in this weird state of having millions of views on YouTube, but also still, I'm still in it. being around these people and stuff. He can go and perform in a concert and make a half a million dollars for a show. Mm -hmm. That is not a regular ass opportunity. That's the kind of opportunity that means your boys carry the guns, you stay the fuck away from the guns, and you, you keep it that way because you can't afford to go to jail. Mm -hmm. See what, and even now with me and my niggas, I'm like, give me the gun. They like, no, you <laughs> right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't give him the gun. That's all you hear. You feel me? And I can be as ignorant as I want, but as long as like my big brother said, if you got somebody that's willing to bump heads with you in your crowd over doing the right thing for you, that's the motherfucker you keep around. You feel Good me? Point. I might not appreciate it now, but. Tomorrow in the morning, I'll be like, yeah, he was right. You feel me? Right. So, yeah, the motherfuckers, uh, I get it, too. When you got that much uh, uh, when you got that much money and you paid it, and I pay you, y'all kind of got to do what the fuck I say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or you could get fired or you could get on. Yeah, if you get a manager who's going to tell you, like, no more lean, no, no more smoking blunts on Instagram, no more touching guns, having guns around. Like, we're going to be super strict about what girls we let around you and shit. He's going to be like, fuck this shit. I ain't a new I'm gonna manager. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do it you? anyway or you're going to get a new manager? Yeah, yeah. So If you get a drill sergeant manager, you're going to fire the manager. Like, if you just really want to do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's still young. Yeah. Um. You already, when you go to jail multiple times while you're up like that, mm. and you do this shit again, and you didn't learn, you didn't want to learn. You don't want to learn. You thought you was high power. You thought you was above the law. Money, when it comes to the feds, money don't even matter. Mm. They got all the money. They seized the money. They got the houses, the cars. It don't matter how much motherfucking money you got. Sometimes it might, like might. Mm. But I seen motherfuckers come in there, you know, trying to pay damn near over $23 million while I'm sitting in there with them. Right. And they only get like, you know, probably like 10 years knocked off their 30-year sentence. Mm. They don't need that money. So no matter how high power any rapper think they is, you know, it's probably like three or four that can really pull some motherfucking strings. Mm. But... You're going to jail. Do you feel like you're on the cops' radar in Long Beach? Like, do they, what? they they're out to get you? What? <laughs> they they love me and hate me. Really? Yeah, bro. They ride. They play my music when they see me. Mm. They like, bro. They play. They harass me a little bit, but when I get in the when they put me in the car, they asking me all type of motherfucking questions. Yeah, I'm, and I don't understand. I just don't understand them. Like, how y'all? How y'all love my shit? 
Y'all love my get down because we're the ones they study. So mm-hmm. they fall in love with it. You know what I'm saying? And especially with the real ones. How y'all love me like that, but want to put me away, really mm-hmm. take me away for some shit that y'all don't even have to do. Right. They get up on me real thirsty all the time, bro. Damn. So are you, are you thinking about leaving Long Beach? You what? <laughs> I need to go now. <laughs> right now. I swear to God. Like, man, I, like, I love Long Beach, but no. Put me in somewhere nice. Sit me up. Right. You feel me? I'm going, I'm, I'm way more than a game member. You go Signal Hill. It's like five minutes down the road. Boom. <laughs> That's still Long Beach. <laughs> they, they know me too. <laughs> the Signal Hill cops know you? Yeah, man. What the fuck are you doing over here? Yeah. That's what they say when they see me. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Put me up somewhere nice. I'm, man, I'm going to be suit and tie in a minute. You got to make it to the valley. Yeah. Because people from Long Beach, if they're, they they want to shoot at some shit or whatever, they're not driving through all that downtown L.A. traffic. That's oh, way no, too far. No. no. They don't have enough gas. I don't think there's been a such thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's been a such thing unless it was personal issues like baby mama, baby daddy drama. Yeah. Or something like that. But fuck no. That's why nobody beef. That's why we don't necessarily beef with L.A. gangs or, you know, I.E. gangs or... Nigga, I ain't finna drive way over there. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna be sitting over there waiting for a nigga by the time we get there. You gonna wait outside Jamba Juice? Y'all gonna drive way back over here. That right. shit is out. That's know? the funniest shit about L.A. is that dudes from hoods will, like, move to downtown L.A. It's like a fucking eight-minute drive. But it's like they're in fucking Dubai in their <laughs> yeah. mind over there. Like, nothing could happen to me here. Out, out the hood. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Man. That shit crazy. Definitely. So, um... Anything you got coming up? Like, what are you working on? What's the next uh, big moves you're planning on making? Right now, I'm working on my deluxe album called Fifth, Forever I'm Flame the Hot Boy. Um, yeah, I'm fucking around with my sound. I'm coming out crazy now, you feel me? I can't wait to show everybody. I can't wait to show everybody really how I'm coming. So I'm doing that. I'm fucking around doing shows and shit right now. Um, I just really want to... I want to take over. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do. I want to drop hot singles, back to back, and then when people really, I'm a, I'm a, I have to show the new eyes my story again. I know that for sure. You feel me? Mm. I know my fans know, but when I really break it down into detail, it's like peeling layers back for me. You feel me? Um, yeah. So I'm just ready to do what I do. I'm ready to put the West Coast on something crazy. Cause it's spots on the West Coast that need to be filled. Really? What kind of spots? I, t- I say it's like three. I say it's like three. I say, I say for sure. I say Nip left a spot open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like I like the game, but he kind of like I don't know, you know, on whatever. He's kind of over the music to a certain extent, I think. You know, it's just it's just like I feel like it's three powerful voices. Mm. Maybe a singer. C-Mac the Loke. <laughs> he could be one. <laughs> I don't think C-Mac going to... I don't think C-Mac going to be like a powerful voice for the West Coast, but I think C-Mac is there. We're going to get him there. I, I, think, I, think C-Mac, <laughs> I, see, I think C-Mac is hilarious, but I see him creeping for real. I can't knock that. I need to know what, what's going on with him while he's locked up right now. Mm, I see him five five creeping and all that, but I mean, hey. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so I'm definitely gonna fill one of them spots for the West Coast. 
Hell yeah. You know, um, it's for the taking. Whoever put in the most work, and I'm putting the I'm putting the work. For sure. Put in the work, produce good music, you know, and I'm gonna lead by example, and I'm gonna open doors for the people who really got talent, cause nobody opened doors for us, really. Mm. They don't share out here. And that's why I think it's dope, honestly, seeing you working with Trey D, cause sometimes it feels like you don't see like the next generation necessarily like respecting or appreciating their elders sometimes. Yeah. And I would love to see him be able to like blossom into that role of like somebody who could help put artists on and shit. You know, I think it's dope to see you guys even trying to trying to work that dynamic because I know he's helped you a lot. Mm-hmm. Seen you on Vlad multiple times. He's the one who hollered at me about about work, talking to you and everything. Like I see your music has its own momentum, but right. I just think that it's pretty cool seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They not they not, bro. <laughs> Ain't nobody helping nobody really out here. You feel me? They can act like they doing little sprinkles and sprinkles here and there. Mm. But I'm seeing the South. I'm seeing everybody else helping their artists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Over here, it's like, ooh, see hot. See hot. Let me, um, you know, not lend this nigga a hand. Right. You know, let me step in front of him. Let me steal his style. You know what I'm saying? To keep my shit going. And really, we don't even be trying to come take your spot. Mm. I'm just trying to feed my family. And I come from where you come from. Right. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you hand something down? Definitely. Like, okay, and make it keep going. And maybe you even still could benefit off me keeping going because I'm still going to give that. I'm going to give you your flowers. Yeah. You feel me? Definitely. But that's where, that's where, that's what I'm going to do. I respect it. What's uh? What do you have in your hair? Cinco. That's that five right there. Um, and, uh, that's my block. In my hood, we already have. Our, like I'm from a, I'm from one hood, but we got kind of our own sections. You know, I kind of made my own block. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And it's the hottest shit right now. Really? Yeah. Cause we um we took we took our brothers our brotherhood seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I got a buck, you got fifty cents. Right. You feel me? And not even that, just these my niggas that I starved with, slept in the cars with, you feel me? That ride with, that we did everything and and kept our mouth closed, you feel me? Right. And still to this day, we like that. So Cinco, my my bros, Kai 3, Beano Riches, you feel me? Indian Blue, we definitely hot. I don't know, you get a chance to see that shit coming up. We definitely hot as a whole. Like, you feel me? And I guarantee we have a run. Definitely. You feel me? But this is some real street shit right here. But I call myself Hot Boy Number 5 because of that. And the Flames in there, you know, of course, because they call me Flame. Only Crip named Flame. Do people get confused, though, you being a Crip and having some red shit in your hair? Yeah, let me clear this shit up. <laughs> clear this shit all the way up. For all you people in the comments on YouTube, I see y'all talking shit and all that. I'm the only Crip named Flame. We can wear red and Long Beach because you can't mistake us for nothing else. Because there's no, no blood. bloods in Long Beach, right? We can wear whatever the fuck we want to wear. And I'm going to continue wearing what the fuck I want to wear. And I'm going to keep saying big C's to the left side. That way. There it is. Much respect. Um, DW Flame, thank you for coming in, man. Most of that, I appreciate you for having me. The show. We should uh, do stuff more often. I like I like you on camera. You got a good vibe with the camera. Appreciate it. Appreciate Smooth it. Smooth talker. I've been doing this shit for a while. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> he finessed uh, a couple situations in his life, I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah, most of that. The show. 
DW Flame, No Jumper, Coolest Podcast on the World. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see y'all on Friday for listening to your music. Appreciate y'all.